Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. On Monday, November 14th, the week before Thanksgiving 2022, and thanks so much for being with us today. We're going to spend a half hour with the wonderful president of the American Association of School Librarians, Kathy Lester, who's a librarian at the East Middle School in Plymouth, Michigan, in her spare time. President Association takes up a lot of time. So does being a librarian at East Middle School. We're going to talk about the right to read. Before we start that, I just want to remind you that the brand new issue of our magazine, Equity and Access, is up on site over at ace-ed.org. That's A-C-E-E-D.org. All right, it's a great issue. I hope you'll take the time to read it. Got a lot of stuff on there on SEL. We talk about teacher retention over on the site, and we are podcast we archive every podcast over there at ace-ed.org. So there's a lot of stuff doing and check out the new issue of the magazine. Again, ACE dash ed.org and like ed mcmahon used to say here's kathy hi kath it's larry how you doing today today this monday i'm great thank you for having me you're always welcome here and how is the weather in plymouth michigan uh it is cold today it was a nice brisk wake up this morning How, how bad is it? How cold is it? Can't be that cold. Uh, it was in the 30s today, so yeah. It's warm. I live in Maine. That's still summer. Come on, Kath. Get with the program. You know that. <laughs> We've had an unusually warm fall with we 70 have. degrees days and stuff. We have. So, so we're, yeah, back. we're a little bit back to normal when Thanksgiving's coming, sure. and we're going to have a, all going to have a good one next week. Okay? The right to read. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And again, Kathy's president of the American Association of School Librarians. And I, I want to start by you explaining there's something called the Right to Read Act. And what what is that? And what kind of legislation is it? Can you talk about that, Kath, as we begin? Um, sure. Put into perspective. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Representative um, Jack Reed, who is from Rhode Island. Um, no, it's Senator Jack Reed, I'm sorry, who's from Rhode Island, and Representative right, right. Raul Grohalva, who's from Arizona, have both introduced um, these bills, one in the Senate and one in the House. Um, and the bills are basically to um, reaffirm students' First Amendment rights um, to read, nice. apply to school libraries. They provide protections for teachers and librarians providing access to reading materials to students. Mm. And also an important thing is it's um, trying to ensure that all students, including low-income, minority, right. children with disabilities, right. English language learners, all have access to effective school libraries staffed by state-certified school librarians to provide them that access with the materials for the right to read. Um, so those are just a few of the things in the bill. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it moves forward with the, with, the, with the new Congress in there, et cetera, starting in January or even sooner. Okay. And it is important. You know, we are the, the American Consortium for Equity in Education. That's kind of the acronym of our website ACE-ED, okay, .org, American Consortium for Equity in Education. And equity is incredibly important for us, for the kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I have to say, in this crazy world we live in, sometimes libraries and librarians are the first things to go, okay? And they should be the no. last thing to go because they are the hub of the school. They are the media center in the age of technology. They are the technical center. 
Okay, and I, I can't, you know, this is extremely important. I'll tell you something else. In, in um, under-resourced schools, there are so many kids who do not have access to a good library. And if they don't have access to a good library, and I quote, a certified library, and I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, Kathy, okay? But if they don't have access to a certified librarian, they're going to be, it, it's not equitable, Okay. They're not going to move forward the way they have to. And I just think it's just so, so important. Kathy, I know you agree with me. Feel free to speak up. Yeah, definitely. There are numerous studies that show that students in a school with a well-funded um, and library that's staffed by a certified school librarian yeah. does better academic achievement. They have higher graduation rates. They do better on those standardized tests. Um, they are more prepared for college because they have the skills that they need to do um, research, to find good information, yeah. to do to do have the stamina of reading that they might need in their college. Um, and even if they're not going on to college, those skills that we teach about Information literacy and using technology appropriately are are um, relevant in anyone's life nowadays. Really, they sure. And I'm going to ask you this is kind of a funny question. We're going to talk about the generic, but let's just talk. Let's narrow it down a little bit. You're the librarian, the school librarian. I'm sure a terrific one at East Middle School in Plymouth, Michigan. Okay, what's a, what's a typical day or couple of days like as you work with the teachers for you? What do you see? Um, well, I think, you know, I have a lot of different days because I support a lot of different things in my school. So um, if I just look at my week this week, right, this week I'm going into seventh grade classes, um, a couple days teaching students how to evaluate web resources so that they can find credible information on the Internet. Um, I'll also literacy. be going Right. I'll also be going yeah. in and teaching them about some um, library databases that have, you know, more higher quality information in them and specifically targeted um, towards the type of research they're doing. And then I'm teaching them how to um, uh, cite their sources so they're not, you know, they're giving proper credit to the information that they use. And then also this week I'm doing um, some book tastings with um, – <laughs> Six, sixth grade classes um, where I basically, um, you know, set out books in different genres and give students a chance um, through this tasting activity to try a whole variety of different books. Um, so that helps them decide, you know, it helps them find new reading material and helps them decide, you know, which books they might like to check out for their independent reading. So I'm supporting independent reading. Um, and I've also just um, some days I go in and um, teach technology, like we use different, oh, wow. different, um, you know, ways for students to create um, using technology. And so I might go in one day and teach them how to use the WeVideo, which is a tool to um, how they can create videos to show their learning, whether it's creating their own book trailer or whether it's creating, um, you know, a, a public service announcement for a um, issue that they've done some research on um, to try to convince people, say, to, um, you know, not pollute or, you know, different things like that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do a whole variety of things, and every day looks a little different. Um, so, Good. But that's just some things I'll be doing this week. 
and, and that's amazing. And, and and I think it's really wonderful. And I think the point I'm trying to make is that this is an age where you, where we need media literacy. All right. And it's librarians who bring that about. And it's librarians who will talk about this in a second, ensure good and equitable, uh, diverse set of resources for the kids. But if you didn't do that, all right, think about it. How well are trained are the teachers? And I, I love teachers. Please don't misunderstand that. But my point of it is they need a librarian to, to make all this happen. Talk about that. I right. mean, you're, you're doing a little – this is not some – extra stupid goofy thing so the cigarette so the teacher can grab a cigarette outside okay no this is, I, I do feel about. like and by the way most teachers yeah. don't smoke i do know that i'm just using that as a little <laughs> example yeah so teachers um definitely have a huge uh, amount of responsibilities and they have to know a lot of different things and we keep pushing more and more on them and having the school librarian in their schools is really um teachers really value that and they help them find resources for their own teaching as well as coming in and collaborating and teaching on lessons and so a lot of times I'll talk to and even that technology piece like I work with some teachers that they would not be using those technology tools if they didn't have me to support them Um, so they they rely on their school librarians and it just takes that level of stress um, off of them to be able to collaborate, co-teach, rely on school librarians for um, advice and access to resources that will support their students and their learning. That's good. I tell you, so, it's so good. So it's we're just, partners. Yeah, you are partners, okay? Uh, even more, yeah, you are partners without question. So I mentioned this a minute ago, you know, Talk about an, you wrote this phrase, an equitable access to a diverse set of resources, all right? And that is really key, that everybody, A, has access, and so that everybody has, but B, to the right resources, okay, to a lot of different stuff. And just, why is it important for students to get that? And you can talk about it just in terms of students in Plymouth, Michigan, or anywhere else. Right, well, it's so... Yeah, it's so important that students have access to a wide um, set of resources. Um, Number one, um, promoting student achievement. It's really important, um, especially with that reading material. When students can find reading material that's um, engaging to them or reflects them, they get more invested in their reading. They learn more. It's kind of that cyclical thing of they read more, they learn more, they then they want to learn more, right? Um, it yeah. also help enhances their youth well-being. Like connecting them yeah. to resources um, helps them kind of investigate some tough topics, or um, you know, even um, things that maybe they or friends or family members are struggling with. And it does mm-hmm. it in that safe way through a book and literature, reading about those things, and maybe reading about how other people have um, approached or solved or tackled those tough problems. So it helps them with their own well-being. But then it also contributes to, you know, um, community cohesion in that terms of um, there's so many studies that show that books can help us develop empathy, um, tolerance, compassion, understanding for other people. Um, So having those resources – um, 
is really important um, for all of those things, achievement, well-being, um, community. Um, it's just such an important thing. And um, having a school librarian there who has that um, education and background right. in the right way. And provide the resources. And provide the resources. Because, resor because yeah. other people don't know where those resources are. Okay, right. it's librarians who are trained for this. I mean, it's, right. it's so obvious. It's the, I, I, I constantly am fighting this battle, okay? And, and you know, all the yeah. things you just said about empathy and neighborliness and cultural understanding and, if I may, resilience and everything else, you can learn so many lessons from books. But all of that, what you just said, is all about social-emotional learning. And there isn't a superintendent in the country who doesn't believe that SEL is the most important thing Certainly this year, because coming off the pandemic, et cetera. And because, you know, there's been a lot of division in the country. We need to learn to get along with each other again. Okay? And that's everybody. And the SEL right. is, is literally top priority, all right, for, for schools. Because if the kids aren't happy and engaged and understanding and all those things, they're, they're, they're not going to learn. Okay? It's, there's just too many other things on their mind. We've got to get their mind settled first. You know, and I, you know, the importance of having the right collection of books and the right collection and the, and the accessibility to them and learning how to access it. I mean, that's the librarian's job. Your thoughts on that on the SEL side, Kathy? Oh, yeah, it is so true. Like, I have a, a collaboration even um, with the counselors in my school, and we have right. developed a set of resources, um, you know, um, to help those counselors provide um, students. So if they need a book or they need an article, or, you know, about different topics, we collaborate and work together. And so it's really an important thing um, in providing even just um, a lot of my students see the library as that safe place. Sometimes yes, they want to, exactly. you know, exactly. come here and get a, get away from, say, a group of individuals or things like that. And that, and uh, my space is just yeah. that space for all different kinds of students, right? And I want to make sure everybody feels welcome here in the library, and that's a really important part of it as well. I get a big smile that belonging, on my face when you said belonging, that. Yeah. Belongingness, you know, for all the kids that everyone, you know, can has a place here. So, yeah, that's a big part of um, um, what we do too. Yeah, there's something for everyone at the library. You know, and uh, and, and, it's a, and the other thing is, that I, you know, it's a peaceful place. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I actually, you know, maker spaces and all that, I really shouldn't go and say that. Well, long, but just mentally, it's a peaceful was, place. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I knew. It's not, you know, I don't, I am definitely not, not one of those librarians people. that shushing yeah. people. I'm not that, I'm not that person Kathy's at all. right now has but, her hair tied back in a bun wearing sensible shoes, right? So no problem. <laughs> but I do, you know, like the library is a place of community and yeah, kids is. working together and, you know. <laughs> but then again, it's still a place where you, you know that um, you're not going to be bullied or you're going to be, you know, um, yeah. get in and, trouble. And, and, for, and it's also you know, a place things. where you can go and, and ask for a book that you want to read. And nobody's going to, if I may, laugh at you, okay, for asking right. for that book. Okay, they're right. going to go, well, that's great that you want that book on that subject. Let me get it for you. Okay. And, That's you very know, true. It, 
it's it's it, 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 it's really important. I, and uh, for the life of me, I can't under I can't understand why schools. Again, reluctantly, but a lot of times the first thing they cut is library services, and it's absolutely absurd. When that to me is one of the most important things, it's it just it's just ridiculous. And you know, getting back to this right to read thing and finding all the right resources, there are these things these days. Everybody knows this. They're called book challenges. Okay, and then that's where some people in our community might not like a book that's chosen for whatever reason. Okay. Be they uh, liberal, be they too liberal, be they too conservative, be they too this, be they too that, okay? And what's going on with that? What, what's, the, what's the trend like on that? What did you hear? Well, Not just locally, nationally, yeah. Yeah, nationally, there definitely is a trend. Um, the American Library Association keeps statistics, and the number of book challenges this, this school year, say, from uh, – you know, beginning of uh, January through August, because they put out a new report during Band Book Weeks, which was at the end of the September, that yeah. um, we had, we were on track for being the highest number of book challenges ever since they've been keeping statistics. And um, so it's just really um, kind of an alarming trend um, against this right to read and the freedom to read of our students. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we want, there's, the library is that um, choice reading and, um, you know, we're trying to talk to parents and community members and let them know that, you know, if they don't want their student to read that book, that's fine. They, yeah. We can talk to the student, but there's plenty of other books that that student can read. But maybe there is a different student, you know, that needs access to that book, right? So it's really important that we, um, you know, censorship um, has never been looked on. When we go back in history and look back on the times where there's been a lot of censorship, those periods of time have never been looked on necessarily favorably. Um, they really want to have They're normally not favorable that. times. They're normally not favorable right. times. But actually, you bring yeah. up an interesting question, kind of an ethical question, okay? And, and the question is, you know, is I have to ask it this way, but please understand I'm asking it with a right. grain of salt. Is, is right. a book – when parents – perform a book challenge is that are they going at it from a censorship point of view you know censorship is a very very harsh word okay and i you know i agree with everything you're saying but how do you look on a book challenge can can parents be right on all this kind of thing i mean it's a very difficult balance you know and i i heard what you said about i heard what you said about you know you have your child or a group of children don't want to read it they'll be protected from it Okay, that, that's that's right. parents' right, quite obviously. But do, do you, right. is are let me are all book challenges censorship? Maybe that's a way to put it. Right. Well, there is a process in place. So it, there is a process in place, and typically, you know, we have school board approved policies about not just our selection process, but the challenge process as well. So there. Parents do have a right to challenge materials, and they can follow that school they board do. policy, which typically 
what happens in a school board policy is they write up the challenge. It would be great if they've read the entire book <laughs> that they're trying to Thank challenge you. rather Thank than you. just. <laughs> and, um, and then the district, yes. the district typically <laughs> forms a committee, right, and the committee will look at that challenge and say, you know, hey, um, yes, that parent was right that this really isn't a book for our community, or no, we really feel like this book has merit and should stay on the shelf. So there is a process, and the committee does make a decision. Um, but one of the alarming things lately, too, is that in many, not in all, but in some areas, they're jumping around that process, right? Mm. Um you know, a, a small group of people might complain and they pull the book off the shelf without going through that process. So as school librarians, we really want um, to talk wow. to parents about materials and we um, and what they want their children to read or not to read, but we also want to respect, respect the policies and what we have in place. Um, and usually, and usually uh, you, might, you might know this, uh, just nationally, uh, if a book is challenged, what percentages of the challenges hold up? When all said and done, if oh. 100 books are challenged, are 90 of them thrown out or are 90 of them said, okay, this is good? Do you happen to know of it? Yeah, I think that they're probably, uh, you know, um, I would say lately there may be a higher percentage of ones that have actually – um, been pulled than maybe they have been historically, um, but I can't give you an exact number on that. Yeah. But well, I would no, have I to go back and that. talk yeah, to like curious. the yeah. Um, yeah. So I do I do know that it goes both ways. That yeah, there's yeah. been um, committees that decide to keep the materials and they keep them, but then there have been other cases um, where you know they've decided yeah. to pull materials. So Yeah, and, and you know, some communities are very conservative and some are very liberal. And some are and most are in right. between. You know, it's not simple. Right. Just, right. Um, you know, and you you do have to respect the community you're in. Okay, everybody every librarian right. does. You know, it's well, it's just it's such so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Right. And I do feel like sometimes though, um there are parents in the community that um are not they need to realize and respect that not every there there may be a diversity of opinions within Absolutely. that community is what I get you know like yeah, um, right. and that's what's really important important to us that we need to um, make sure that the voices that are you know marginalized or not heard all the time that they have their spot and their place as well yeah, as like well as you know it's about the, you but it's not only about you. You know, right, you gotta, right. Yeah, it's, that's that's what a library's function is, and I think right, I think yeah, definitely, do. especially in a public school, we really have Absolutely. to make sure we're you know um, providing materials for everyone, our entire community, not just like the majority, <laughs> right? And, like, you know, I, in all the shows I've done with AASL, I don't think I've ever asked this next question. Okay, you're a school okay. librarian, okay, but we also have. Public libraries, okay, with public libraries, right. public library librarians. Okay, what's the difference? If you really looked at um, it, what would be the big difference between a school librarian well, and a public librarian? There's, there you um, go, one Chief. Of the, Have fun. Go ahead with that one. one. Of the biggest, well, one of the biggest differences is um, most school librarians have teaching certificates as go. well as 
our library um, certification. Like I have a master's in library and information science, but I also have um, a teaching certificate in my state. So I'm certified teach? to teach. What did you teach? Or what are you? What are you? What, kind of um, what am you? I certified to teach? I'm yeah, actually yeah. probably a somewhat unique school librarian in that I'm <laughs> certified to teach mathematics. Whoa. And also computer, you know, technology. I, I got to tell so, you something. Um, you're yeah. going to love this. Are you ready for this? I just saw an yeah. ad. Stenhouse, you're going to love this. Stenhouse Publishing just put out a book called Mathematizing Literature. And it's it's some, and the the book is stories using mathematics as the basis. Okay, and I just saw that today in one of the ads that popped that up on the internet. Sounds very, it sounds very interesting. I, I, yeah. I, well, you're a math teacher who's a librarian. You're going to love this from Stenhouse. <laughs> I'll give him a free plug, right? Yeah. <laughs> you never see that. Well, a I math haven't. Teacher, I, math te- <laughs> I'm very impressed. But I've been in the school library for more than 20 years now, so I feel like I'm really more... Yeah, you can still add 2 um, plus 2. Teach, Come on. I'm, you can still I'm, add 2 plus I'm, 2. Yeah, I st- obviously, yeah. but I'm still more teacher-librarian than mathematics teacher, right? So, um, definitely so. Um, no, you must be great on my, the Dewey Decimal System. You must be fabulous with all the base. numbers. I'm very impressed. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm I, really impressed. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, and... Um, so I feel like the logic and organizational principles and um, my experience in technology have um, yes. supported that side of my work um, as a school librarian, very definitely. How did you get the experience in technology? Just do, do it yourself, or did you go to school for that? Well, because the librarians run I, the media center, basically. I'm just curious. Right. You, I do feel like um, in our preparation program for school librarians, um, there are ed tech um, coursework requirements um, for that. Um, so specifically, yeah, there is that. But also, again, I'm unique in this that my previous career before I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was a software engineer and worked um, developing software. Wow. And wow. managing a, a software Where'd company. Where did you come from, Chris? So. For goodness sake, you were a <laughs> to work. This is incredible. Okay. What, yeah. You were a so software engineer, I, then you became a math teacher, and then you became a librarian, a school librarian? Uh, sort of, yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, I always had my, I, my undergraduate degree was in mathematics, and that led me to um, working for a company as a software engineer. They you know, because I had enough computer courses with my math courses wow. that they hired me. And and, um, and, and I and always female, had my which is teaching female, certificate. A female tech person is fabulous. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, wow. um, so yeah, it's Kathy really – Kathy Lester ahead um, of the curve. Wow. It really has supported my career as a school librarian, but I've also always loved literature and reading. Um, that's really an important – so I feel like – School librarians have um, they're they're people that work both sides of their brain a lot <laughs> in terms of that you know reading and um, supporting that and then that other side that logic organization. I, I, I have um, to Plymouth, Plymouth, Michigan. I have to ask this: Did Plymouth, Michigan, purchase you in a lab where they build people like you, software engineers <laughs> who become school librarians? That's just incredible. <laughs> Right. No, they no. know how lucky they are. 
But I'm really proud of my district. My district is um, an amazing um, school district. Um, we have a certified school librarian in every school in our district, yeah, and that is, not necess- that is not necessarily great. true in Michigan. So <laughs> I'm very proud of my district, and our superintendent was just um, selected as the Michigan Association um, of Superintendents. I'm saying the name of that organization wrong, but she's That's just right. got selected as the superintendent of the year for our state. Who is your superintendent? So I'm really, who's your, who's really your proud of that. Her is name it? is Monica Merritt. And, Monica. Um, yeah, Monica Merritt. Wow. And um, she's very supportive of our school libraries, and so we're very proud. She is a Merritt Scholar. She's fabulous. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. congratulations. I'm going to try to track her down. I invite her on the show, Michigan Superintendent of the Year. And is, that's a pretty big honor. That's really yeah, quite an honor. It it's a big state. Yeah, it okay? is. Okay, an important yeah. state. But wow. Well, what a great yep. district to live in. I don't know. I, they, boy, wherever you were, you were built to do this, Kathy. I'm telling you. Okay? <laughs> man, oh, man. Are there any more? Yeah. Is there like Kathy Lester, too, you know? Well, I just um, we just had our state school library association conference last week, and there are just so many amazing school librarians. I mean, just a wide variety of people, and um, I always learn so much from other working with them and learning from them. So um, it is, um, you know, school librarians share information. Really, that's part of who we are that's part of our job right right? so when we get together and share that information with each other to help each other improve their practice how wonderful is that right it's 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 really great fantastic it's fantastic and i'll tell you something you should go to your social studies department and talk to them about the right to read no no pun to jack reed the superintendent the the senator excuse me from from the right from rhode island okay r-e-a-d right to read act okay and right. talk to them get them involved get the social they love civics it's a great civics lesson has to do with the right library. it definitely there you go yeah go for it definitely right? is yep and who yep. who better than who better than jack reed to do the right to read act there you go yeah He's always been a strong supporter of all libraries, um, Senator Reed. So we're very fortunate. Little little Rhode Island, okay, is a darn good state, okay, with the longest name. It used to be the Commonwealth of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation. That was the official name of the state, okay? Longest Mm -hmm. state name for the tiniest little state, okay? Kathy, (laughs) this is great. It's always always great to have you here. I I love having you doing a wonderful job as president. So congratulations. Madam Software Thank Engineer, so Madam much. President, Madam Librarian. I mean, it's just incredible. Really something. Have a great Thank Thanksgiving, you. Kathy. You too. So great Thank talking you, to you. Okay, you will okay, indeed. Take you care. Take care. Have a good holiday. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The incredible Kathy Lester, everybody, the president of the American Association of School Librarians. Check out the Right to Read Act. Okay. Everybody deserves the right to read and having access to reading, a diverse set of resources. All right. Well, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.